Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and today we're going to bring Jared from J-Rod Money back onto the show. Jared is back to talk with us about the mindset of budgeting. The practice of tracking expenses and making a budget isn't really all that difficult. Most of that difficulty comes from either the nitty-gritty of tracking your expenses or being in the right mindset for your budget. Both of these are talked about today. So without further ado, Jared, welcome to the show. Alex, thank you so much for having me back on. I had such a blast last time, and this one I've especially been looking forward to because, as you know, budgeting is one of my passions, something I love helping people with. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me back on. Oh, it's no problem at all. I'm glad you're happy to be back. I mean, I think thus far you've set the record for being the first person to appear for a three-peat. <laughs> well, I'm I'm honored. <laughs> well, good. I'll tell you what, let's jump into it. So as I mentioned before, we've had you on the show three times now, or rather, this is the third time. But I think we've done you a disservice because I think in those last two times, we really didn't go into your personal opinions, your story, what really got you into this sphere. So let's start off with giving you a bit more beefy of an introduction. So Jared, if you don't mind, what is sort of your history with budgeting and what got you into this tweeting, podcasting and writing about budgeting? So finance has been something that, that I've been interested in ever since going back to college. I picked up everybody has a, a story of how they got started, usually involves a book or maybe an article they read. And just like millions of other people, my story began with Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. It was a book that my mom gave me while I was in college. She said, hey, you need to check this book out. And I read it and didn't really understand it completely because, you know, I was still in college living at home with my mom and dad. So the whole money thing didn't really click with me at that point. But but I consumed that content like it was just it was it was the best stuff I've ever read. So going a little bit further in, uh, it was when I got married. That was when it really kicked in for me. My wife and I, we've been married for almost 10 years now. And at that point, you get a little more responsible. You're paying bills. You've got a, you've got rent. You're paying car payments and that sort of stuff. So that's what really got me into finance and learning more about it through Dave Ramsey. I listened to his podcast consistently. And anybody that knows Dave knows that budgeting is a huge part of his content and his story. And naturally, going through his program is something that got me started with budgeting. So just like any other newlywed couple, normal people, they just start accumulating debt. And that's what we did early on. We bought the car. We bought the house. We bought, you know, we we had all the stuff on credit cards. wasn't in just a super huge amount of debt, but I would say our number was right around, I would say 25, 30,000 total when you consider, you know, the car and we had a few credit cards and oddly enough, one of our debts was a termite treatment that we had on our home, which, which is one of the more odd debts that you may hear, but it was all bundled in. And as I'll speak on later, a budget was one of the fundamental aspects of our success in getting out of debt. Broadly speaking, that's how I got into finance. And then the whole writing side with my Twitter page really started this year with COVID. Honestly, like a lot of people that started in Money Twitter, um, I got out of debt using a budget and I want to spread that knowledge to the world. You know, it's something I'm passionate about and I want to 
let everybody know, hey, that budgeting is not as difficult as you may think it is. I've developed a way that I think works for me, and I want to share with others how I use a budget and how you can as well, and kind of eliminate that stigma that budgeting is just for poor people, because it's not. Uh, Budgeting is for rich people and for poor people. And so that's my mission, and that's something that, uh, that I'm trying to convey through my Twitter page. There is something I heard that I really want to dive deeper into, and that is the statement that you just made, in fact, and that is that there is a common misconception that, oh, only people who are bad with money are on a budget. Well, I think it's that same misconception that, oh, only overweight people have a diet. Well, no, overweight people maybe need it more. People who are having trouble managing their money might need a budget more. But that doesn't mean that those things are exclusively for those people. Right. So anybody that's read The Millionaire Next Door, and if you haven't, I, I strongly suggest you read that book. It was also one of the the foundational reads that, that got me super passionate about personal finance. But, but in that book, it says that there's a very large percentage of millionaires that budget and budget consistently. So one of the things that annoys me, Alex, is the amount of people that says that budgeting is for poor people, which it's actually not. I mean, if you, it's, it's not certainly, I'm not saying that poor people can't benefit or people that are living paycheck to paycheck cannot benefit from a budget. But there's some of the wealthiest people that I know budget on a daily basis and they maintain a budget on a daily basis and they keep a budget monthly. It's just a way to strategize your spending and a way to capture every dollar that you make and use it for the ways that you want in your life. So one of the things that I preach is use your budget like a boat. So every day, Alex, and when we step out our front door every day and we go out in the world, there's companies and there's people that is trying to separate us from our hard-earned dollars. And that's what I call the the sea of consumerism and the sea of debt. And one way that I try to visualize this is a budget is your boat to help you navigate through that sea. I actually made a tweet about this not too long ago. And in your boat may be a simple wooden boat. Starting off budgeting, your boat is going to be very simple, very small. But if you're more advanced and maybe you're not in debt or you're maybe in that surplus mode in your life, your boat may be more like a yacht, but the point is you have that budget to help you navigate through that. You have that budget to help you navigate to your final destination, which might be early retirement or maybe saving for a college fund for your kids, or maybe you're trying to transition out of the career that you're in into more of a passion project. A budget can help you do that. And yes, if you make you know, $500,000 a year, you may can get away without paying attention to your money more than somebody that makes $50,000 a year. The point is, if you're not consistent with your tracking and if you're not paying attention to every dollar, you're not maximizing your money effectively. Um, I hear people all the time say, well, I'm good with money. I don't need a budget. I make a good amount of money. I don't have debt. I don't need a budget. I can just kind of make it by thinking that I don't need to be that tight with my money, which, you know, maybe you don't. But the point is you're not maximizing. And that's what a budget is, is it it helps you maximize. 
And so that's the point that I try to make a lot of times on Twitter is that even though you think you can get away without it, you really just need to try it. And one of the things that may drive you away from a budget is it's just cumbersome. And that's that's another one of the things I preach to is uh, it doesn't have to be as difficult. You can make it easy with some of the strategies that I've developed. Absolutely. And the path of least resistance is not doing a budget. Having a budget to some people means you're quote unquote giving up in that, okay, well, apparently I can't manage my money on my own. So I guess I got to do this budget thing. Mm -hmm. But you're right. A lot of people can get away with not having a budget. But the key term there is get away with. Just because you get away with something doesn't mean, you know, you succeeded. The kind of person that just skates by and gets away with their money is the kind of person that we have that we're trying to deal with right now, which is you've worked 40 or 50 years all the way through retirement. And now you're collecting your Social Security check and maybe you have a pension, although that's not going to be something for our generation. And now you're sitting here complaining that, oh, well, you know, Social Security doesn't give me enough or, oh, I'm on a fixed income. Well, that's what happens when you're not purposeful with your money. Can you get away with it? Absolutely. Are you going to thrive without a budget? No. Yeah, and that's really what it all really boils down to at the end of the day is the budget is just a way to help you stay between the lines, so to say. Do you have to be super, super tight? You know, Do you have to use it in a restrictive way? No. If your situation merits that, then yeah, sure, you can use a budget that way. If you're riddled in debt and you need to rein in your spending, yeah, you can use a budget that way. It's it's a tool. Use it how you need to. But for anyone else, you can just use it as a way to simply help guide you or uh, help you visualize or use it in a way that helps show what you have left at the end of the month. That's way I personally use it for. Of course, I tabulate everything. You know, I have my giving, I have my saving, I have my utilities and all the ways that a, a traditional budget is. But the way I use it that may be different from others is I like to show, which is a, a zero-based budget, is at the very top, I have my surplus. And that's what I know. That's how much I know I have to invest at the end of the month. So use it for you. That's the point. Just use it to simply pay attention. And that's what a lot of people don't do is they just they just don't pay attention. They have a general idea of where they're at, but they don't have that for sure. OK, I have two hundred and twenty three dollars to invest this month because of a surplus that I have. And that's what a budget can do is it helps you pay attention. And that's what more people need to do. Yes, I'm 100 percent with you there. One of the biggest and best quotes that I took from college came from my management professor. And this is probably the sixth time I've mentioned it on my podcast, but what does not get tracked does not get managed. And that's what a budget does. It allows you to follow through. It allows you to track because guess what? Chances are right now, if you don't have a budget, you're spending money in a whole bunch of places you're probably not consciously aware of. You might know, oh yeah, I, I go and I get a coffee every now and then. But if you don't have a budget, you don't realize that, oh, every now and then is four times a week and twice on the weekends. So you might not really realize the dollars and cents of the decisions you're making. And you don't know because you're not budgeting. Budgeting doesn't mean you can't budget for fun. Like if you want to have a $400 a month fun money item in your budget, that's fine. As long as you have the money to do it and you're not going into debt, 
that's your decision. Personal finance is personal. If that's what you want to do, do it. No one's going to judge you for it. Alex, before my wife and I started budgeting, we found that we were spending almost $1,000 a month eating out. Let that sink in for a moment. $1,000. That's a that's $1,000 that wasn't being saved in my Roth IRA. That was $1,000 that was not being saved for my kid's college. And, you know, I can keep going with that, but the point is we didn't know what we were doing. But now that we have this tool, now that we have this boat to help us navigate the budget, we now know that, hey, (laughs) you know, $1,000, that's crazy. But that's not to say that we don't eat out. We just know, hey, you know what? We can trim that back a little bit. Because a thousand dollars a month, exactly a thousand dollars a month eating out is ridiculous. But to your point, we're conscious of it, and we can make moves to reduce that and spend it in a way that helps us achieve our goals. And and that's that's really all it is, Alex. It's just it's a tool that people can use to help visualize their money. Because I I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, oh, "Man, I just do not have enough money to invest." Well, how do you know? You know, do you have a budget? Do you have this tool to help you visualize your money? Because chances are you probably don't. How, how do you know that you don't have enough money to invest? That's what a budget can do. That's why I throw up a little bit in my mouth when I hear people say, well, you know, dad said that we're spending too much. we got to live on a budget now. Like like they're, they're dreading it. Well, you're not setting yourself up for success when you do that. You're, you're looking at it in the wrong way. Because if you're using it in a restrictive way, you're doing it wrong. Even for those people that are in debt and need to utilize it in that manner, they need to maybe tweak it a little bit and make it to where they can have success with it. Not to dive into that too much, but uh, but I think you get my point. Right. It's really not that you're on a budget so much as you have a budget. Right. Right. Because when you say you're, quote unquote, on a budget, that insinuates that at some point you're going to get off the budget. Well, you never really, the way I look at it anyway, you never get off the budget because that means, okay, I'm using this budget to a point to where I'm going from point A to point B. And then when I reach point B, then I'm good. I'm just going to throw it away and do whatever I want to do. Well, that that's not, that's not the way a budget should be used. A budget, in my, my philosophy anyway, is you, once you start budgeting, you're budgeting for life because it's, it is literally your lamp that you use to navigate through the darkness of saving or investing or whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever your goal is. And that's why I say you have to have a why when you budget. What and why do you want to start a budget? What are your goals? And then, you know, we can dive into uh, married couples because there's there's certainly an, an aspect there. So you got to have a why and you use the budget in a way that fits your personal goals. Now, see, I would argue that the why of budgeting is virtually the same for everybody, or at least at a high level. The goal for everybody is the same in that you're trying to get your money to align with your goals and what it is you're trying to do. Now, what's different is what those goals are. If you're trying to find more beer money on the weekends, you can do that. I mean, we're talking a whole lot of responsible stuff like putting money in a 401k, paying down the house, putting money away for kids' college. But let's say hypothetically we got someone listening to a personal finance show who isn't really interested in doing good stuff with personal finance. Let's go back to that $1,000 a month you and your wife are spending on eating out. 
sure, y'all cut that down. Let's say y'all cut it down by half. You spent $500 a month on eating out, and then that $500 is free. Well, could you put it towards extra car pay down? Yes. Could you put it towards paying down credit card, your mortgage, or any other debt? Yes. Could you put it towards investing? Yes. But equally, you could take that $500 and buy a kayak. Or you could take that $500 and, you know, have a date night with your wife. Take that $500, go out to the theater. Take that $500, buy yourself a new handgun. Like, you can literally go through and do anything with this money. Budgeting is just fixing the problems with your money. If you find out, oh, I'm spending $1,000 a month on eating out, and that's not something you want to do, well, now you know about it. Now you can cut it down, and you can put that money to where you really want it. Maybe you want a World War II firearm collection. Maybe you want to go out and go kayaking every weekend, and you just need the kayaks. Maybe you want a shiny new truck, and that $500 a month can help you get those payments. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying it's something you can do. Budgeting isn't just a investing thing. Budgeting is just a tracking your money thing and helping your money align with your goals, whatever those are. You are absolutely correct because, you know, as we mentioned, us personal finance people, we think in terms of, you know, saving and investing. But if you want to use that money that you find in your budget to go, as you said, buy whatever it is you want, that that's that is absolutely the way you should use a budget. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you're not using it, that matter you're using it wrong because a budget should be freeing. As I said earlier, it shouldn't be restrictive. That's that's the issue. Too many people look at it as a restrictive tool because they're looking at it in the traditional way of they, they associate budgeting with less spending. And again, if your situation merits that, then yes, absolutely, you can use it that way. But as an example, my wife and I, we give ourselves $100 a month to just do whatever we want to do. If I want to go buy a video game, I can. If she wants to go buy whatever it is she wants, she can go buy it. And that helps, and this is diving into more of the marriage communication thing, but that helps us in our marriage is we know that I can go spend guilt-free without her having to worry about, you know, why are you buying this? Now I'm going to go buy that it just, you know, as a way to, you know, one for one. But if it's in the budget, yeah, go buy it. It's so freeing in that regard, Alex, and it helps with communication too. And that's something else I recommend too. If, if you're married or if you're dating and you have a spouse, you have to have a budget meeting. Does it have to be super formal? No, but as long as you all are both on the same page and you have an agreement with it, then go for it. Um, yeah, put some fun money in there. You have to, because if you don't, you're going to go absolutely crazy and your chances of sustaining this are going to drastically go down. Uh, so please, if you're listening to this and you're, you think that a budget is just restrictive, please do not look at it in that way. Put fun money in there, guys. You got to have fun with it. That's what it's for. Absolutely. It's got to be something that you can live with. It's a lot like a diet. Like it's mm -hmm. shocking how crazy dieting and budgeting is because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But you're tracking different things, calories and food versus income and expenses. Right. Like it's all about tracking. So tracking doesn't mean you are putting yourself on the negative, whether that be, oh, I'm only going to eat chicken and rice and that's it forever. That's not going to work. And then giving yourself $10 a month of spending money is not sustainable. That's not something you're going to do forever. Maybe 
if you have an understanding ahead of time that, oh, we're just going to do this for two or three months while we get out of a bind and get an emergency, that's one thing. But if you're trying to set a budget like forever and you're going like, oh, well, we're never going to have any fun money ever, you're going to run into some issues there. And you're definitely going to want to be on the same page with, you know, domestic partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, whoever it is. And it doesn't have to be. Honestly, 100%. I am recording this on a Thursday. Yesterday on Wednesday, I was editing an episode that's going to come out probably the episode before this one. And I walked out to the kitchen just to get some water, looked at my girlfriend was like, hey, so uh, here's what I'm thinking about budgeting a vacation for the next two months. And just what I thought would just be a quick thing. We sat there for 20, 30 minutes and we talked out, you know, our goals, where we wanted to be in a couple months, how we were going to get there, what kind of debts we were going to pay down, what kind of investing we were going to do. And then it was like, okay, cool. And then I went back into my cave and edited the episode. So it doesn't have to be formal. Right. Yes. And and it triggers conversation too. Glad you mentioned that because when you're talking with your spouse about money, it usually involves speaking in the future tense, right? And that's the magic of budgeting. And I don't want to get too, you know, wax too poetic with speaking about budgeting, but but that's why I'm so passionate about it is there's so many positives to it. And and one of those things is communication and dreams and it helps trigger those conversations and the budget can definitely help with that. Also too, it helps with the everyday, you know, because if you're talking about money you're gonna spend, that triggers the conversation about buying the baseball glove for your son's baseball practice. It uh, it triggers the conversation about needing a new tires on the car and, and, and just everyday stuff, you know, it helps trigger those conversations and it helps improve this, the overall communication in, in your relationship that you may have. So that's certainly one of the side benefits of budgeting that I like to mention. Absolutely. And I think with that, I mean, we've spent some time talking about really the mindset of budgeting, how you should approach it, what kind of thought processes you should have when choosing things and just some things to lean towards some things to lean away from. And I think with that, let's go into something that's a little bit more practical. Let's go into a little bit more actual usage, give you all something to really take from this show that you can start bringing into your own life. Jared, what would you recommend for someone who, let's say to this point, has never had a budget or maybe never taken it seriously? Like, what are some first steps in getting this thing done? At this point, I'm assuming you've already established your wine. You've got all that mushy-gushy stuff all figured out. One of the things that I recommend that you do is you find ways that is going to help you sustain the actual activity of creating a budget each month and just the the nuts and bolts of creating one. And one thing I would recommend if you have never budgeted before is sit down, get a piece of paper, and you write down all of your expenses. You got to cover the four walls first. This is something that Dave Ramsey speaks of frequently, and I'm going to use that. You got to have first your food, shelter, utilities, and transportation. You got to have all those covered first before you cover anything else, uh, whether it be debts or, you know, everyday spending, that kind of stuff, cover the four walls first. And this is something that I would recommend for people that are heavily in debt right now or are going to utilize a budget in a way to reduce your debt. Get those four things covered first, because I hear stories sometimes of people will forego paying their power bill just so they're current on their credit card. Uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, Make sure your utilities are covered before you start paying any kind of debts. 
uh, because yeah, even though your credit card may be up to date, sitting in the dark is no fun. So make sure you prioritize the way you're going to spend first. When you're first creating your budget from scratch, get those four walls covered and then start working down from there. If your priority is paying off debt, once you uh, list your four walls, start listing out all of your debts, smallest to largest, and then start attacking the small ones from there. And then if you have anything left over out of your monthly income, then you can allocate it to other things, maybe some more discretionary spending, maybe just a little bit of fun money in there just to you know give you something to look forward to. But that, that would be just very basic starting off. Never done it before. That would be the way that I would recommend doing that. Write it all down first on a physical pen and paper. And then from there, I'm a huge fan of utilizing some type of budgeting software because, you know, in, in this day and age, there, there's really no shortage of software and, and it's there to help you. I think one of the reasons why people stop budgeting is because they find it's too cumbersome. They find that it's too difficult listing each expense, going in and categorizing everything, going in and digging into their bank account. It's all cumbersome. It's too many steps. And then they just give up. They say, well, you know, screw this. I'm never, I'm, I, this is too much work. It's not worth it. So finding ways to reduce your steps is going to help uh, sustain your success. And one of the things that I do personally, Alex, is I use every dollar. That's a Dave Ramsey's budgeting software. It's, it's super easy to use. And I even take it a step further and I pay for the plus version. And, you know, I've, I've had people give me grief for paying for a service. But the great thing about that is it cues all of your expenses automatically in the software. Every time you swipe your debit card, every time you get paid, every time any kind of activity is triggered into your bank account, it automatically cues at the top. And then it's just a click and drag at that point. You went to Starbucks today or whatever, you can click and drag that over into your Starbucks category. Or you got paid X amount on Friday, you can drag that over into your income category. It's just one less thing you have to worry about. Because before the premium version, Alex, I was going in, I was having to log into my bank. I was having to list everything out and then manually input it all into the category with that just took more time. Luckily, I'm a budgeting nerd and I actually looked forward to doing that. But not everybody is geared like that. And you need something that's super easy, something super accessible. And that is something that I strongly recommend you do. It's something you can do on your phone, your laptop, iPad, whatever. Super easy. Whatever you can find. And it doesn't have to be every dollar. I mean, that's just what I use. You can use personal capital. You can use Mint. I'm sure there's a million others. Uh, what, what Which one do you use? Personally, I use, well, ironically, I use personal capital. Yeah. So just whatever you got, whatever you prefer, that's the key. Find something that you are going to use because consistency is key with this. And so that's something that I would recommend that the first thing you iron out if you're first starting off is finding something that will help you sustain because sustainment is key if you're going to be doing this for the long haul. Absolutely. So you need a budget is another good one. And that's the name of the thing. It's actually called you need a budget or YNAB. So it's a lot similar of a program as every dollar. And there's also mint helps with some of that personal capital does some stuff. There's another app called envelopes, which is just the letter M M V E L envelopes. Mm. And then there are a couple other apps. Of course, you can always do it on a spreadsheet. For those of you that like spreadsheets, I can actually link one in the description. I actually made a budgeting spreadsheet in a YouTube video on my channel. 
And there is a link to that spreadsheet. It's going to be in the description below, but it's also in that YouTube video. If you want a detailed explanation on how to use that spreadsheet, there is, I believe, a five or six minute video on my YouTube channel that shows you how to use it and some ways you can think about it and edit it. And if you don't know how to make one, I have another video that teaches you how to make a spreadsheet from scratch to track your budgeting. That one's a little bit longer, but I go into a lot of detail. It's really a zero to 100 kind of video that takes care of everything. But the point is, these resources are out there. You do not have to track all of your spending yourself by either holding on to the receipts or writing them down. Can you? Sure. But with all the digital solutions out here, some of which are free, I think Mint and Personal Capital are both free. And then you have a couple paid ones, which give you a lot more usability, a lot more features, a lot more maybe charts, tables, a lot of stuff given to you. That's going to be more your every dollar and you need a budget. There is a lot of ways that you can sort of outsource the work to get all of this stuff done for you. So then all you have to do is either swipe the card or not swipe the card. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned the spreadsheet. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention spreadsheet. But yeah, just the key here is whatever works for you because sustainment is the key. And you know, me personally, I like less steps. I like simplicity. I like outsourcing because I know that's something that's going to help me sustain. So that's why I use uh, every dollar, and uh, which I've I've heard of. You need a budget. I, it's something that I've not really dove into much, but it's something I want to look into more. But yeah, absolutely, use whatever is going to work for you. Okay, Jared. So I think we've covered quite a lot today. I think we spent a lot of time talking about the mindset, which is the most important thing. Mechanically, budgeting isn't hard. What's hard is the planning and the discipline. The mindset of going into the budgeting and why you should really understanding that why, internalizing it and using that as your tool to get into it. And then the practicality of you sticking with it, the discipline of actually sitting down, writing the budget, following it, getting one of the apps that we talked about and really following through to improve your budgeting situation and really align your money with what it is you want. So in that respect, I think we've done a fantastic job here today. And with that, I think we can go ahead and start to transition out of here. So for people who maybe have forgotten or have never heard of you, where are some places where my listeners can learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best way that you can reach out to me now is through Twitter. My page is called J-Rod Money, at Money J-Rod. I've also got a website, jrodmoney.com. You can go sign up for my newsletter. And also, Alex, too, if you don't mind, I'm just going to make a quick little plug. Go I've for it. Got, yeah, I've got an ebook that is in the very, very final stages of being done. It's going to be a lot of what we've talked about here today in the more specific nuts and bolts of creating a budget. It's going to be called the uh, J-Rod Money Guide to Budgeting. It's going to be a free resource. I'm going to have it released through Gumroad. Um, my target is to have it done by the end of the year, so just be on the lookout for that. You can download it for free, and hopefully today you've been inspired to maybe give this thing a shot if you've never tried it before, or if you have tried it and you've maybe failed. Uh, I'm hoping that today you have been inspired to at least give budgeting a try, and uh, you can download my ebook when it's released, and uh, I can help you navigate through that. So that is where you can reach me. Well, there you go. All of those links will be in the description below. Probably going to have to tweet out that Gumroad link because it sounds like he doesn't quite have it up just yet, but don't worry, we'll have an announcement for that. 
And you know what, Jared? I was going to ask you if you had any last second words of advice, but I mean, I, I think you pretty much covered it. Man, I'm just, I'm super passionate about <laughs> budgeting, Alex, and so I just couldn't help myself there. I had to get that last little little bit out there, so. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I was going to ask you for it anyway. I tell you what, just, just to make sure that we've done our two shakes and we've gotten everything out of you that we can, do you have any other pieces of advice you want to leave us with just before you leave? If I had to leave with just one thing, I would say that going back to what I mentioned before, it's all about the mindset. If you don't have that, it's never going to work for you. And, you know, we, we can talk about it. we're nailing it down to budgeting right now. But that's really anything in life. But just more specifically, before you do anything with budgeting, you got to have the mindset. Get the why. If I had to leave you with one thing, get the why. What is the one thing that you want to accomplish? You got to have that first before you start diving into this. Could not have put it better myself. And in fact, I don't even have a clever way to exit out. I'll see you guys next week.